The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Michelle Pineda gets the late finish to boot. A huge night. I want the BMF belt. Ah, Michelle, the Molidor And Parker Porter is able to emerge with his third consecutive UFC heavyweight win. Parker Porter! Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. I should have made for it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, I'm still an unshaven idiot. I will hopefully shave this week. Uh, is that because of that Doug Bell shit? Yeah, I got to tape something tomorrow. Um, I have to dye my hair tonight. It, it's fucking humiliating. Um, and nobody cares about Doug Bell except me and eight people. No, no, I'm sure he's getting a following much like that chip character. And not nearly as big, no. And neither one of them is, is helping life. But it's just uh, it's something to do. And yes. you know, people hate it. So I kind of like I like the fact that people hate it. We have Michelle Pereira on today, as well as uh, Parker Porter. Really interesting show. And Michelle is such a fun guy to watch fight. He's fighting Ponzinibbio Man. on uh, Saturday night. And that's a great fucking fight. Wow. Ponzinibbio. Well, let me, Ponzinibbio's last fight, he lost, but he was in that fight with Jeff Neal. That was a split decision. Yeah. I think he's lost two out of three. Um, yeah, but that last fight, I mean, yeah. he lost it, but he was in there. And... Uh, if he takes out, let me see. What about well, Pereira's on a roll. Yeah, he's on. I think he's won four straight or, or three straight. Let me see. I should probably know that, but I don't uh, because I'm an ass. Four straight. I was right. He likes to do the backflips, but he's also beat Fialo. He beat uh, Nico Price, and he beat uh, Chaos Williams. So he's had like three really impressive wins in a row. I mean, listen. I used to think his stuff was silly, but he's very, but he's a great fighter. He's accurate. He does some wacky stuff, but like, I mean, I liked when a guy like either smacked him or did something at weigh-ins. And then during the fight, he was showing his hand. He's like, now I'm going to smack you. Yeah. Open hand, smack at him. Yeah. I, I, I like, do. <laughs> Here it comes. I mean, that, that's pretty, that's pretty talented, Jimmy. Yeah. Tell somebody in an MMA fight, yeah, I'm going to smack you. And then you smack. What do you think, too? Poor, poor Alexander Rakic, uh, another injury, has to 
uh, tore his ACL. It needs surgery, so he might be out for nine months or a year. They just don't know. Uh, congratulations to Blahovich. I mean, I was so happy to see, even though that's not the way you want to get the win. I, I like him a lot, so uh, I'm happy for him that he is again, once again, in the hunt for uh, for a title shot. Yeah, I almost want to look over those. Fights. Yeah, I agree. We can do that. Yeah. I mean, you know what's upsetting about Rakic is uh, he was doing very well in that fight. Like, yeah, I was, was. Going there was no injury, and it's not the leg that 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 Jan was kicking that went out. It's the other leg. Right. He just stepped back on it wrong. It's so weird. Like he just stepped on it and and landed on it wrong. I guess. Oh, oh man. You know what? Yes, yes. I don't know. And but he said it was a pre-existing. Oh, okay. We're in camp. So that's upsetting. That is upsetting because who knows how that would have went, you know? And legendary Polish power, he wasn't, I don't think he was concerned. I think he was just in it. He was still in the fight. I mean, there was no, I just feel that Ratchet Wreckage was doing it, landing a little bit better uh, up until that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think so too. And boy, were you right about uh, Ryan Spann? Wow, did he look fucking good. I mean, I didn't think it would be a submission, but God damn, he looked good. And he's such a good striker. And then when guys go to take him down, uh, he's got a beautiful guillotine, bro. Like he was going for that thing, that, and he's got that elbow up guillotine. So it's very hard to get out of that. And Kudalaba uh, did not like it. He did not like it. And no. it's funny because Kudalaba always goes like this, Argh! and that's what he did to him. He kind of made a guillotine, and Argh! well, you know, I'm kind of. He didn't really make that noise, but he did. He took it off with his head, Jimmy. Yeah, off with his head. Uh, so I was, I liked Ryan Spann a lot. I thought that was, that was great. And dude, how could you not like Davy Grant versus uh, Lewis Smoker? Uh, Smoker, yeah. Davy Grant is a, he's fun, man. Cause uh, I remember um, Michael Bisman's interviewing him and he's going, and he's going like, you know, always in these entertaining wars. He goes, man, I, I'd love it to be the one punch knockout. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm going for. I want to end it right away. It's not happening, but. I'll tell you, I'm almost happy it's not because it is so much fun. Kaylin, a split decision. I was happy to see her get the nod. It was a, it was a great, it was a yeah. good fight, really good fight. And it's funny because I've been teaching. I taught that this morning, and I've been teaching it last week. After ever since seeing the the, the fight, is escaping from side control, head and arm control when somebody's got you in the head and arm. Because you heard them even in the uh, pre-fight uh, interviews, they were talking with Caitlin. They said that she made a reference to. She goes, she made a reference. Her being blonde fighter made a reference that um, Amanda goes for like a corny head and arm like throw type of thing, and she got it on her uh, more yeah. than once. And the escape that Caitlin was using, it and eventually she got out, and her jiu-jitsu is very good. But it, 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 she, she was hooking her leg inside, but her of her leg to pull herself on top, which is good if somebody just has your head, okay. But when somebody has um, your arm also. It's that she was doing like a headlock escape, but it doesn't work that great with an arm, with somebody has arm control also. So I was showing there's different ways to pick them up and over if you put them 12 o'clock and then three o'clock uh, to, to just, um, alleviate the, uh, the weight by bringing them first 12 o'clock. Like, in other words, if you're pinning me down, holding my arm and have me by my head, I want to protect my arm that you're holding from grabbing around the back of her and then put my heels to my butt and I bridge into her 12 o'clock. My guy, I want to touch my knuckles, Jimmy, above right. my head like this. And then I bring her over the opposite way. And so it's like, by bringing her at 12 o'clock, it takes the weight forward and then you go opposite way, three o'clock. So it's a smooth reversal. And then if she ends up basing out 
She can't hold you and base out and his ways out from there. So I don't know. It's been in my head ever since I saw Caitlyn's fight because I'm like, yo, if she knows, I'm going to show her that. But if she knows that she's getting the fuck out. So let me ask you a question. If you were, if somebody had you in a head and arm choke, you wouldn't panic. We have Michelle Pereira and Jimmy. I try not to, Jimmy. I try to weather the storm and stay calm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, You know, Michelle Pereira, he's probably doing backflips on the other side. Yeah, let's bring him in. Oh, Alex. Alex, I'm seeing you more than I've seen you in Abu Dhabi by that pool every day. I was telling telling Michelle that I had to fight you against Butterbean, remember? You know what? Let me tell both of you guys. (laughs) When I was like 30 pounds heavier, not now because I have abs. You can't use this joke. Uh, Alex, Jimmy, you'd like this. Anytime I'm around somebody new, my buddy Alex here would always go, hey, Matt. Was it you or are you Butterbean? <laughs> and I'm like, and he used the same joke. And I, and I'd, always, I'd always go, okay, Alex. And me, I'm like, motherfucker. Because I was fat. Now I can laugh about it because I have abs. You look Alex, good. Good to see you, man. Yeah, I made a change in your life, right, man? It was probably you that got me got me to be gluten-free, Alex. You son I of love God. you, man. You know, I, I love, love you. you. I love you, Judica. Good to see you. Yes, of course. Hello, Michelle. Hi, how are you? So, man, I can't believe this is the first time we're talking to you. This is crazy. Oh, thanks so much, my friend. Thank you. Alex, he probably has a shirt like this that says, I love capoeira. I love jiu-jitsu, huh? I love it. I love it, Michelle. (laughs) I can't do backflips like you, though. (laughs) I help you. Okay. That's a deal. Let's go. Are you still are you still doing as much of that in the cage as much of the extra physical stuff that you were doing? See, see yeah, I, I do this a lot. I'm always trained to do it. It's something I like to do. It's smart because part of what gets somebody noticed as a fighter is being exciting in the cage. So you were somebody fans wanted to see after your first fight. I thought it was a pretty smart thing to do. Yeah, he found that out when he started fighting. He found out how much the fans appreciated it, and that's why he started doing it. Was there ever a case, because obviously he's in great shape and he has great cardio, was there ever a case that expand, expending that energy um, caused him, hurt him in a fight at all? Was there ever a case where that was energy that he wished he had saved? Yeah, there were fights because of my weight cut. It kind of didn't let me do it as much as I'd like to, but now I've resolved this and I'm going to keep on doing shows. Michelle mentioned that he said that he doesn't think that Kamzad is the monster that people uh, have created. And then we'll see what he's made of after the uh, Gilbert Burns fight. So now that they did fight, my question is, uh, you know, what does he think of him now? Is he the real deal? Is he this monster or what does he think of him? Yeah, I was told everybody he wasn't that monster that everybody's saying about him. And then he fought Durinho, and Durinho showed he wasn't that monster. He's not that monster everybody talks about. So you you see you see him as a good fighter, but somebody who is you definitely think that there was a little more hype than there should have been around him. Yeah, he's a great fighter, but they sold him as something that he really is. What do you think of uh, Ponzinibbio? Coming into this fight, um, he's, he's dropped uh, two of his last three, including uh, being knocked out by uh, Li Jingliang. Um, he's obviously very much in, in need of a win here. So what do you think of uh, Ponzinibbio coming into this fight? Yeah, if it's going to be a good fight. He wants a win, and I want to get on the ranking. So it's going to be a really good fight. Does Michelle do a lot of studying a tape 
of his fights. I, I could see him having other guys watch it and just tell him what to watch out for. Or does he personally watch tape on his fights, the fighters? Oh, yeah, I don't look too much. I just look a little bit to find out his style, and then the rest I let let it flow inside the ring. I wonder for his opponents, what what are they doing? What do you think of that? Do you think the opponents are, are studying a lot of uh, tape on Michelle and having are they having their sparring partners do some funky backflips? Uh, they might be, but uh, I think it's a hard thing to do, and I don't think there's a lot of people that can do it. That's why I'm coming out on top. Do you think the way you are in the cage, which is very animated, um, do you think in a way that gives you a psychological edge over certain guys, do you think that bothers guys and makes them angry and possibly causes them to make mistakes when they're fighting you? See, see. Yes, yes. It, it really bothers my my opponents and it makes me come out on top of it. Jimmy, I was just going to ask, you know, because he, I mean, I could see him at the discotheque doing these moves. What does he like? I want to know what Michelle is like when he's not training. I want to know. We, our fans want to know. What does he like to do to unwind? A Sunday, he's not training. Other than working out and doing backflips, what does he like to do? What's a hobby he likes? Hey, Matt, I, I've seen him dance. He dances really well, by the way. <laughs> of course. Uh, I like to dance. I like to play Call of Duty. I like barbecues with my friends. And do you see this because it's number, Santiago's number 14, do you see this as the biggest fight of your career so far because beating him would, would more than likely make you a ranked fighter? See, see. Yes, yes. It's the biggest fight they've ever put in front of me. I respect Santiago a lot. He's a great fighter, but I need to beat him to get to the rankings. Now, I mean, let's get back to the dancing. I'm reading here that you, now this is a big statement. This is, this is Alex. This is big. I'm reading here that he said he's a much better than Israel Adesanya at dancing and fighting. Now, <laughs> I've seen Israel. He does the fucking, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. It's embarrassing. But I, as a matter of fact, try to get that out of your head, what I just did. But when Israel comes out and he's doing his, his, his fucking pop locking and shit, I, I want to know who's winning in a dance-off. Who's winning in a dance-off? There, in Brazil, there's a dance. There's a dance called Fuhá, and I've seen this guy do it. He's really good at it. That was nice. <laughs> he says, "Adesanya only does one type of dance. He does a lot of types." Yes, I dance Fuhá, I dance sertanejo, I dance bachata, body combat, uh, zumba, hip hop. Uh, <laughs> very much. I want to see a battle of hip hoppy. You and him. You and it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I can see him doing very well, Jimmy. Maybe picking up some ladies' numbers and whatnot. Is he a married man? Yes. Oh, he is? Wait, now, have, have you always been like a showman too? Like, what, what, was this something you started when you first started fighting, being so, uh, and even before fighting, was this just kind of your personality or did you develop this when you started fighting? Hey, yeah, this is me. This is the way I, I was before the UFC. This is the way I, I've always been. This is the way I always will be. And what do you think of the top of the division? Uh, what, do you, what do you think of, uh, of the possible, uh, uh, of Covington and, and Edwards and, and Usman? Um, what, do you, what do you see happening between Leon and um, Kamaru? Wow. It's a very tough fight. It's a very disputed category, and it's really difficult to understand what's going to happen. 
Yeah, and um, the, the guys you've beaten recently, Fialo and Price and, and, and Williams, uh, you've looked really, really great um, in, in these fights. And so I think you and Ponzinibbio is, is a great matchup. And if you beat Ponzinibbio, I know you're only focusing on him, but do you have somebody that you would look to after which you think would help you move up in the rankings if it goes your way? Uh, yeah, if I, if I I'd like to try to fight Masvidal or Nate. Other styles I like, I think it would be good fights. Yeah, and, and, and your style, again, it makes you a fan favorite very early. And we talk a lot about Leon Edwards, who is such a good fighter, but he's a very quiet, reserved guy. So less fans seem to know him o- over time. So I think uh, you'll move up very quickly if, if you win this fight. I'm sure you'll get whoever you want. Yeah, if I get him in because I can make more noise, I can give out, give me more power to give out the next steps. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us, uh, and good luck on Saturday. You, Ponzinibbio, this is an incredible fight, um, the co-main event. Obviously, uh, I'm looking forward to this a lot, and uh, we would love to talk to you again after the fight, too. Okay, Matt, I love you always, okay, man? Thank you, Thanks Alan. so much, thank you, Michelle. Thank you, guys both. Appreciate it. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What if Ponzinibbio like tries to match him and he does some like lame tricks? Like in other words, he like my Michelle does like a fucking combination, does does a backflip, and then fucking Ponzinibbio throws something and does like a forward roll. Yeah, or just does that thing where you move your feet back, you shuffle your feet back and forth very quickly, like Abbott and Costello. People yeah. be like, oh, the Stooges, <laughs> yeah, the Stooges. <laughs> but Ponzinibbio, look, man, I, he the fact that he's lost two out of three is uh very very unlike him and uh i mean the the jingleon uh, knockout was the, i guess really atypical the other one was a split decision of jeff neal this is a great fucking fight and you can't count uh ponzinibbio out obviously um he's favored to win i'm not sure why maybe because his ranking jimmy yes sir at like 4 a.m and i had to get up in the morning i got up around five to go teach the morning class yes you did i come back i think a nap don't worry about me of course hope so I like you rested. There was like a full moon or some shit. The moon was like beaming like through my window. And I'm telling, I show my wife, I went, I'm like, oh, look at the moon. She's like, oh, wow. And then I, I thought about fighting the other day. And then I go, listen, I, was, I turned into a little five foot six werewolf. Ow, ow, ow. Come here, Miss Sarah. Ah, give me that, honey. Arr, arr, arr. 
I just was, I did not go back to sleep. I, I very lovingly attacked my wife. You had something that needed to be taken care of. Oh, listen. Oh, we had, so, uh, you know what? I think otherwise might say, no. I mean, well, to me, because that's weird, but to their husband, they might say, you know, no, I'm sleeping. But damn, you know what, Jimmy? I woke up with a smile on my face. And you didn't go back to sleep after? I did. I like to, you know, afterwards we shower because we get crazy. And then, you know what? Get back to sleep for an hour, wake up. You know, I got there. I showed some getting out of side control. You know, try putting on my, try putting my students in the head on choke. Get right the fuck out. So, wait, you woke up at four. You were supposed yes. to get up at five. Yes. And the, the moon. The and moon. then you went and had uh, sex and then fell back to sleep and still got an hour of sleep. So, how fast were you done? Well, listen, Jimmy. I had, well, listen, not, I, did I say an hour? So, I, that really showed up. <laughs> Fucking three pump chump. No, 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 no. no, it wasn't like that. I'm going to say if it was four and I had to get some sleep and I had to get up at five, we're going to say we took care of everything. With, uh, I've definitely wrapped it up within a, within 15. We can. Okay. I mean, listen, not a, listen it doesn't have, we always have to be a marathon. Agreed. Understand, we're going to Vegas soon enough. We'll be fucking hanging from the chandeliers. We'll be getting funky. But listen to me. You got to keep it fresh is what I'm saying. You know what I mean, Jimmy? Oh, I understand. You can't make it boring. You have to have a good time. Yeah, you do. No? You yeah, know? No. Trust no, me. No. Yes, yes. Listen to me. I, Jimmy, I like that. Do you ever, in the middle of your uh, relations with your, um, with your uh, partner, do you ever like go into character and be like, be like, this is fucking awesome, turn the chip, and then also yeah. be, bell and be like, yeah. I, can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'll just go like, hey, bae, I think that. Something's about to happen. You might want to get like a tissue. <laughs> That's Doug Bell. What yeah. would Chip say when he's about to? Um, he's about. He's it's, it's building up, so he's about to. You know, he want. Does he let her know or? Um, no, it's probably usually very quick with Chip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can see him like a little bunny rabbit. Like, yeah, that usually doesn't happen. He gets uh, angry. Yeah. He's angry. Yeah. Yeah. Or he loses his erection and blames her. Oh, that's not good. I know. I know. Much like Jim Norton. what do you think of uh what do you think of this main event holly against uh catlin vr by the way i I watch holly's workout videos sometimes what fucking shape she's in like the thing she does in the gym hanging hold on jimmy yeah i don't hear i don't hear you watching pontinibio's workout videos i I don't think of it but I've, i've watched are you implying i do that because holly is lovely um i know i've watched other fighters work out I watched Matt Serra's jujitsu videos. Oh, thank you. But she did one where she's hanging like with, by rings, like those, uh, those rings that uh, gym, gymnasts use. And uh, just her legs are out straight. And it's obviously a core workout. And she's holding on with two arms. So she's taking the one arm and extending it to the left and bringing it. It's just insane, the core strength she has. Since you're talking about hanging, can we bring back the, um, the Cody Garbrandt? meme or when he was you know he used to say uh he said at that one house party hanging with the boys i don't remember that it was great Jim. he kept saying that he kept going hanging with the boys all right want to say it it's fun we'll try it i'd rather say it later what you want to say it right now i'm gonna say it one more time hanging with the boys i mean that's really great all right, listen. We Parker have, Porter is uh, Parker making his Porter. first appearance on our show. Let's get Parker Porter in here. He's got a superhero name. Fighting uh, Jay Alton Almeida. Uh, main, the main fight of the prelims fighting at heavyweight.
Parker Porter, definitely a superhero name. I don't know if you've been told that before. I feel like it. You know, it's one of the reasons I don't have a nickname. All my right? friends were growing up, they'd be like, you know, all my, my buddies got nicknames. And I'm like, yo, I'm, what the hell? Like, nobody giving me, they're like, your name's Parker Porter. What? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there's something about the two Ps. It does have a nice flow to it. It's a, it's a great name. It's like uh, Mickey Mantle. You know what I mean? There's something yeah. about the two letters the same. Yeah. Clark Kent. I like it. <laughs> Clark Kent. Yeah, but that's a C and a K. Yeah, Peter Parker. There you go. Thank you. Why did I think you fought at light heavyweight? Didn't you fight light heavyweight at one point? Well, I, one time I fought John Jones, and that was my one attempt to get oh. down to light heavyweight. And I didn't even make, even with the one pound allowance, I was still like a half pound, pound over. Oh, okay. We're talking like 12 years ago. You know, and I was like, I'm only going to get bigger from here. So when you fought Jones uh, and you see what he did after, it was 2008, when you see what he did after that, uh, was there any inkling of that when you guys were fighting that this is what he was going to become? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you know, like you could just sometimes when you meet somebody, you get that, that vibe or, you know, they, they put off that kind of energy that they're going to do big things or they're destined for greatness, so to speak. And uh, I, I definitely uh, I remember specifically saying that to him after the fight. Uh, you know, I got to I can probably dig it up somewhere in my social media. I got a, a picture of the two of us together after the fight uh you know just you know i got this smile on my face and i'm like hit and he's kind of look almost looking at me like i just knocked you out and you're happy like what the fuck <laughs> you know like so almeida usually fights at light heavyweight uh what do you think he's ready for this jump up i i don't i don't i think it's going to be a lot uh tougher than he he thinks it's going to be um you know he's he's uh used to fighting smaller guys uh and i'm i'm a i'm a genuine heavyweight you know like i'm not one of these guys who's like, oh, I could make 205, you know, like I'm walking around at 260 pounds. And, you know, even if I, I leaned out, shredded as I could, I would still have a really, really hard time, if even at all, making light heavyweight. Now, were you, were you always uh, a large gentleman, like growing up? How were you uh, yeah. in, in school? Well, in, in school, I was, I was really fat in high school. I was a football player, you know, and my, I was, I was, good at football and played defensive line. And I was, by the time I graduated my senior year, I was like 320, 340 pounds um, with a big old belly. Yeah. And I was just like, but I was, I was football athletic, you know, like I could yeah. move, I was strong, I was explosive. Uh, so I've always been a big guy. And then after high school, I started losing weight, you know, I got in the gym and got more serious about my diet because I wasn't playing football anymore. So I was like, well, why well, don't need to be the size of a, a boulder anymore? Sure. Uh, so I got, you know, leaner and stronger, and then I got more into mixed martial arts and working out that way. How did you know, what was the first gym you walked into, the first discipline you trained in? The very first gym I ever started training at was called the Dog Pound, um, and it was, it was an MMA gym. Uh, it was no specific discipline. It wasn't any specific martial arts. Uh, and then shortly after that, uh, I started training at underdog Brazilian jiu-jitsu and really the uh, first time I, I'd already had three pro fights, but first time I had my first gi on, uh, and did an actual jiu-jitsu lesson with a, with a real jiu-jitsu coach. And, uh, and I was like, Oh shit, I need to learn this immediately. You know, because this guy, uh, Fabiano Tellis was my, my first jiu-jitsu coach. Uh, and he was a Gracie Baja guy <laughs> under, uh, Vita Lima. And at the time he was about 170 pounds and I was like 240 
with three pro fights. And I first time I ever rolled with him, I did we did Noki. Uh, and he folded me up like five times in two minutes. And I was like, I've got 70 pounds on this guy, yeah. way stronger, way bigger. And I have some experience. And this dude just ragdolled me. I'm like, this is, yep, this is exactly what I need to learn. Yeah, right. Yes, look at this. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no I'm, stranger I'm, to on it, Instagram. I'm hating you right now on Instagram. I'm going to follow you. <laughs> Holy, he shook me his jujitsu tattoo on his arm. That makes me so happy. I'm too lazy to train, but I might get the tattoo so nobody fucks with me because that's a great tattoo. You get the tattoo and just have somebody give you some cauliflower here. You know, all the half of your problems will be gone instantly. Hey, aren't you glad to like fighting? I mean, fighting is obviously very, very tough on your body, but I, I think football is is more damaging on someone because even in practice, it's it's every time you're just you're taking hits oh, yeah. and taking hits. You, you must it's like be, a car crash every time. Yeah, with the helmet on helmet. And when you look at like uh, traumatic brain injuries and shit like that, people get fighting. I think it's just so much a healthier direction than professional football. I feel like it. And I've been, I've been doing fighting now. Uh, I've been a professional fighter now for as long as I played football as a, as a kid. You know, I started playing and I was like nine years old. So I've been doing, I've been fighting longer now than I did uh, when I was playing football. Cause I played from like age eight or nine all the way up until the end of my high school year when I was 18 years old. And, you know, we, we got the school I, I played high school ball for was, was a pretty, pretty competitive Southington, Connecticut. Um, you know, they've got a couple of state championships and their program is like comparable to some of the division three and division two schools out there. So we got, you know, like we would, we would get after it. And I, I definitely feel more disciplined with my training with, with MMA, but I don't walk out of there being like, ow, you know, like I don't, I'm like fucked up or like my, my head hurts or like. I got blindsided by this or whatever, you know, like there's no weird things that I, I don't expect, you know, and everything like I can be like, oh, well, that's because that happened or I did this. And you can control the intensity of the training substantially more. Holy shit. I'm reading here. You said your favorite TV show is Vikings. Yeah. Now, let me tell you, I, I, I wish I read that. I mean, we should have started with this. I fucking love Vikings. I watch, it, shows, I watch it. I watched it more than once. I watched it again with my wife. She loved it. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the new one? I couldn't get through the Vikings Valhalla. I don't know if you watched that. Did you? Fuck no, with that? I didn't get through that one yet. No. After the after, so I I love I love Vikings. You know, but like the way the the way like some of the later parts of the last season went and the way they ended it, I was just kind of like. I don't know if they're going to be able to kind of top this or continue this and bring it back to what it was. And it really like, it was tough for me to keep watching after they killed off Ragnar, you know, but then they, they did a really good job of, of you know, uh, with the sun, with sure. the sun Bjorn. Yeah. And like, yeah. And I was just like, all right, you know, you, you got some good stuff going on there, but I haven't, I haven't taken the plunge into any of the follow-up stuff yet. Is this a continuation or a prequel? Well, the Vikings Valhalla is like supposed to be like a hundred years after the Vikings, oh, okay. but but it's I couldn't I didn't I didn't dig it I got out of there. But let me ask you: Did you ever see the Last Kingdom? Yeah, I love the Last Kingdom with Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's the movie. That's not. I, that's a good movie. I'm talking about the Last Kingdom. It's a Vikings show on Netflix. It's like oh yes, no, I haven't gotten a chance to watch that yet. I, I recommend that. I, okay. I'm on the fifth season, which I believe is the last season. But it's up there. Some people like it better than Vikings. I don't. But there's definitely, it's definitely great. It's is Vikings great. better than Game of Thrones? I never saw Vikings. Uh, I'd say they're comparable. 
It's uh, up there. It's yeah. fucking, how about this? It's yeah. definitely up there. Yeah. And it's no, but there's no bullshit in a sense. Like this stuff, like basically in history, like there's some accurate stuff and around. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's a little, you know, they, they embellish it for, for Hollywood's sake and, you know, entertainment value, but it's more rooted in, in like actual history. Yeah. True. Are there dragons? No, no. Jimmy. Now you're being silly. No, I'm asking. <laughs> like, meaning I don't know if it's a little bit of fantasy too, or if it's just purely about a bunch of people fighting. No, no, it, it, it's it's uh, it's more about like history, and it's very like philosophical. You have a, you have a lot of you know them talking about the you know the Christians talking about well, this is our idea of heaven, and the and the the the, uh, the pagans talk the, the the Vikings talking about their idea of Valhalla, and they're both saying how ridiculous one is to the other. And I'm telling you, it's deeper than you think. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay, Jimmy, I know you look at me. You know I watch a lot of deep things. He makes fun of me, Parker, because I like comic book movies. I love comic book movies. Did you see the new Doctor Strange? Because you must. No, see. not yet. I haven't. I haven't been able to get to the theater. Today. I'll tell you, buddy. It is. It is violent. It's a, I don't know if you're a Sam Raimi fan, but it's. Uh, it's very. It, it's. It's. It could have been rated R. That's. Is how, it better than the first one? Oh, be- better than the first. Doctor I've Str- never seen the first the one. First Doctor Strange. I wasn't. I thought it was okay. It wasn't bad. I thought it was good, but it was more like you know. Doctor Strange is one of those characters that not a lot of people know about. So I feel like they had to give it more of like a background and make it more of like an origin story, which is usually not always as entertaining as like yeah. once you're like, know what's yeah. going on. But different directors have a different feel. Like look at Thor. Like the first Thor one was kind of like what you're talking about. Like, a, you know, they, they set up the story and they give a little backstory. Uh, the second one I thought was shit with the, the fucking dark world. But yeah. if you look at uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh with, yeah, uh, who's the Tatifi? What's his name? That the, the director? Uh, I don't Are know you, his name. Something I don't know his name, but I love that. That that was that's my favorite Thor. I haven't. Seen, I can't wait to see the fourth one. Say, look, and that's by that's the, the third one is director. by far my favorite. Same director that I'm destroying his name, but uh, he's fantastic. Producers, find out who uh, did Thor. Who's going to do Thor? God and Thunder. Martin Scorsese. Jimmy, stop it. That's a guess. But, <laughs> so so good. But uh, that new Doctor Strange, I I recommend it. No, not Kenneth Branagh. No, that's he's the- an actor, isn't he? Did he play Dracula or something? Or Frankenstein? No, they get this ain't Kenneth Branagh. That's the first Thor. He, did he play Frankenstein or am I crazy? Yeah, he did play Frankenstein. Okay. That fucked it up. I'm talking about Lilia Latifi, whatever his name is. He's an Indian gentleman. Lilia Latifi. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's a fucker, guys. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok. Look who fucking made oh, that. Oh, Chase Sherman. Look, yes, that's, look, read oh, that. Yeah. Read that. Taki, Taki, <laughs> Taki Latifi. I'm gonna guess it's uh. Can you read uh, that? Taika. It's a little. It's uh, Taika Watiti. Yes, you know him, Jimmy. I might, but I can't read him. I have no. Gla- Hold me my glasses. I'm fucking so old now. This Guys, is humiliating. Put it up there again. <laughs> put it up there again now, please. Yeah, uh, Taika White Waititi. I would guess. Yes. I don't know how to pronounce it. Okay. Yes. Well, anyway. anyway. Different directors have their different take on things. Sam Raimi, I thought, did a very... I mean, do you see him? You got Scarlet Witch, with no spoilers, but she's straight up murdering people. It is fucking crazy. Now, are you guys going to watch She-Hulk Attorney at Law? Why are you saying it like that? (laughs) I saw the trailer. It didn't look good. Well, don't look down on it. I'm not. It didn't look good. Get off your high horse, Jimmy Norton. Don't look down on those people that enjoy some nice comic book, uh, you know. No, I'm not. I was watching, what's the, it was either 
Spider-Man versus Superman or Superman versus Batman or whatever. And I was watching like one of the fight scenes where they're thrown to the through fucking buildings. And I'm like, it's hard not to enjoy this. I mean, it's really well shot and they're doing what you should do with the technology. Superheroes are what they should be making for IMAX because, you know, it's all graphics. Absolutely. And, the, the, and the entertainment value of it all too. Like it's an experience. I feel like, you know, it's almost like being on a ride at, at Universal Studios or Disney World or something. Yeah, I'm a big fan of like, I like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans and I think three was the best one. That was my favorite, part three, Spider-Man three. Now, Parker, he, Jimmy's a bit of a ball breaker. He likes yeah. to- <laughs> I, I, was, I was about to disagree with that. <laughs> now, Parker, what is something for the fans that are getting to know you now? We can tell you got a good sense of humor. What do you like to do uh, on a day off? What is a hobby you like unrelated to training? Okay, what, what do you what do you like to do it online? Um, you know, I, I like to just I like to relax, man. Like one of my favorite things to be able to do is get to the beach with my kids and you know just like go go swimming and, and play with them. Uh, you know, like I like to I like to build things. I used to work a little construction with my uncle before I I got picked up by the UFC. Um, you know, so I've got a little bit of a carpentry background, and I just there's just something about like building shit and like fixing my house up and working on things. It just feels good, you know, like that's like a, a hobby of mine. Like that's that's probably what I'd be doing if I wasn't fighting. I'd be a construction worker or a general contractor. Did you do any big uh, buildings or was it only houses? Only residential stuff. Houses, okay. Because yeah. I'm obsessed with those. I, I live in New York, so I see all those fucking, those outdoor um, elevators when they're bringing up guys on the construction oh, sites yeah. like with a hard yeah. hat. They look terrifying to get into. Yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of heights like that. So, like, being up on a roof, I'm just always kind of like, all right, look at the roof. Don't look out. Don't look down. Don't look at this. Look at what you're doing and then get the fuck off of here. <laughs> you, ever, you ever been fucking with the roof and get stung by bees? I always see videos of, like, uh, oh. like, uh, like wasp and hornet nests under shingles, and people got to get rid of them before they peel off the shingles. No, thankfully, I've never had to deal with that, but I can only imagine. I got one of my, my buddies does a lot of roofing. I'm sure he's got a few stories like that. Did you fight a lot as a kid growing up or no? Cause sometimes big guys like, you know, uh, you, you don't have to fight cause you're a big guy. No, I, you know, and I'm, I'm not a prick. <laughs> so I wasn't like really like standoffish with a lot of people. I never really got in a lot of fights. Um, you know, this may sound, you know, uh, like I'm full of myself, but I feel like I was always a pretty well liked guy yeah. uh, by at least my peers. Maybe not so much by my teachers and any like uh, authority figures. I was definitely one of those guys where I was just had a real problem with authority for no reason at all. You know, and looking back, I'm like, what the, what was wrong with me? Why, why did I be that way? <laughs> why was I that way? You know, like there was no reason to act that way or, or be so, so standoffish about shit like that. But no, when it came to getting into like fights with kids and stuff like that, I'm, I think I've been in like two, two feet street fights my whole life. And you listed, am I correct? You listed uh, Glover Teixeira as your favorite fighter? Yeah. Is it because of the, what, what is it about him you like? Is it the age at which he won the belt or what do you, what do you like so much about him? Well, it's a couple of things. I've, I've trained with him. I know him on a, on a, on a personal level. Um, I think he's an all around great guy. Uh, you know, he's definitely one of the hardest working uh, fighters I've ever met and, and, and gotten a really in-depth uh, idea for. And, you know, just the, the fact that he is at the age that he's at capturing the belt now about to defend it, you know, like the dude is like, he's, he's been chasing this goal for, for so long. And I, I, I feel I can relate to that because I've been chasing my goal as long as I have, um, which was just to, to get to the UFC originally. 
you know, and he's, he's making his dreams come true. He's accomplishing his goals. He's, he's doing exactly what he, he set out to do. And he's doing it all through, through hard work and dedication. And you're 37. So you must look at someone who's like 41 going to 42 and go, I have a few good years of fighting left. Like it's not like it was 20 years ago. Like people are fighting into their early forties, like really well. Yeah. And I think a big part of that is, is that, you know, everybody's, on the, this this new wave of uh, you know like not taking the sparring in, in the gym so intensely yeah. you know like really like being a lot more technical not looking to get into these these uh, you know backroom wars with your sparring partners especially leading up to the fights and then you know like being a being a heavyweight I've, I've always noticed that heavyweights just tend to have a, a later prime date and a longer uh, older age career to begin with you know you look at like everybody in the 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 top uh, top three, top 10, top five right now, you got like guys like Stipe, Derek Lewis, you know, like they're, they're, you know, all around the same age as me. And uh, it makes me feel like, you know, it feels promising knowing that because they're still going strong, you know, they don't look like they're showing any signs of, of losing a step to the point where they need to hang it up or anything like that. So yeah, I, I do feel like I've got a, I've got a solid couple of years to put my stamp on this place. My guess is, Matt, Matt, you tell me what you think of this. Here's my guess as to why that is with the length for heavyweight is because you guys all hit like semi trucks. So you're taking less shots. You know what I mean? Like a a lot of heavyweight fights, you very rarely will see a, you know, a a Bigfoot Silva Mark Hunt, you know, three to five round war. It's usually a couple of shots because you guys all hit so incredibly hard. I think that's a part of it. And I I think too, like we don't cut weight, you know, like maybe a couple of of the guys do to, you know, the guys that are, are really big, like they might have to cut from, you know, 10 pounds to get down to 65. Uh, but we're not doing to our bodies on a regular basis with some of these other guys do. Right. We, we all walk around at what our fighting weight is usually. So I, I think that that really that wreaks havoc on your body to a level that people don't really understand. Well, man, listen, you took your first UFC fight on nine days notice, yep. which is an opportunity that you had to seize. And even though it didn't go your way, shit, man, you put the, after some training camps, you went back in and you had a full training camp. You won three straight. So you're doing something right. Looking to make it four straight this weekend. Hell yeah, man. Well, shoot, we're going to be watching, Jimmy. Yeah. I appreciate it. I believe this is the main uh, fight of the uh, prelims. Am I correct? Yes, it is. I think so. Yeah. Uh, well, you against Jalton Almeida, this uh, obviously uh, it's a big move up in weight for him. And uh, you seem very comfortable welcoming him uh, into the uh, heavyweight division. Absolutely. All right. Well, good talking to you, Parker. Have a great fight and uh, we'll definitely talk to you again. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me out, guys. It was a pleasure. Okay. Pl- take care, man. Good talking to you. Take care, buddy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Uh, I like Parker. Yeah. You know, I like, I like making new friends, Jimmy, you know, it's nice. Yeah. I don't make a lot of new friends. (laughs) Why you say it like that, Jimmy? I just don't. You're very well, you're very loved. You know that? Well, thank you, Matt. You're very sweet. Well, thank you. But uh, it's true. Now, listen, why don't we just pick the co-main and main? Let's do that. Holly against Ketlin Vieira. What do you think? People are looking at Caitlin there and they're like, look, she just beat. A former champion, and you should take. Well, I decision, yeah. I get it. So now she's going for another former champion. Oh, I get it. I see it. Now she's hungry. She wants this. But Holly Home. Holly Home. Holly Home. <sighs> I feel Holly Home's going to win. And I think she's going to win by decision. It's going to be a decision because Caitlin's tough. But I think Holly Holmes still has some. She has some stuff in the basement. She has to. She still has to get rid of. You understand? She has some stuff in the basement. Here's what I say. Why? Kellen Vieira, third round sub. She has ten years on her, and Holly is is it's tremendous. But I think that between thirty and forty is a is a very very big difference. I like when you try to prove my point by saying that Holly's got that ten year experience on her. But listen to me. Okay. Hey. 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 Oh, he's taking the knife out of the cheese. <laughs> you think he wants, like, you wants a piece of cheese? You think he wants some cheese? Is <laughs> this the slut you've disgraced my daughter for? She's not a slut. No, no, listen, Arthur was great. And then you fast forward to Arthur 2 on the rocks. Well, I prefer the newer Arthurs. Oh, the one with the... the, the, the Russell Brand. Yeah, with Russell Brand. Let's, I, I like Russell Brand, so let's pretend that there wasn't a new author. Yeah. Uh, author. They didn't make a sequel to that piece of shit. You know, they didn't have the new author. They should reboot the On the Rocks. Anyway, uh, they never should have made that On the Rocks. Author was such a good movie, you know? Yeah. But uh, anyway, so we got that going. Uh, all right, mm. time to be over. Pereira. Michelle Pereira. Pereira. Yeah. Back to the Bing. Pereira. I'm going to go with, see, now I now, listen, I used to think the stuff was silly, the backflips. I'm changing my mind. Now I'm silly for the black backflips. I'm going to say, but Ponzinibbio is fucking. I know. This is a tough one. Because Ponzinibbio, he might have lost that last one, but this is what I'm going to do. You ready? Yes, buddy. I'm flipping the script again. Okay. I'm going to say Ponzinibbio, second round knockout. Oh, my God. He finds him. He finds him. He catches him. Hmm. What do you want yeah. to see? I'm what? looking over. Punzinibio has beaten some good fighters. Be Court McGee. Uh, of course, uh, decision over Mike Perry. He knocked out Neil Magny. Hey, man. Jeff Neal was a close fight. Hey, it was, you know. I said my piece. I don't know what that means. But I did say what I said. Dude, I want to see Islam Makachev versus Charles Oliveira so bad. I want to see that fight so damn bad. Me too, buddy. Me too. I'm, I'm going to take Pereira by uh, decision. Um, okay. 
Yeah, I want to. Then again, five rounds a long time, man. A long. That's a lot. Has Michelle gone five? Um. Before I make that, because this is the. Uh, oh, it's Comain. It's Comain, right? They're not the main thing, but Holly's main, right? They're Comain. Okay. Yeah, I'll take. I'll take Michelle by a uh, decision. I was thinking it was the main. Um, what were you just saying, Matt? I was saying that. Um, yeah, that's it. I think I told you. I picked. Uh, I'll take Michelle by uh I'll take Michelle by decision. All right. All right. Listen, man, what else we got, Jimmy? I'm gonna be uh Jim Thorpe PA on the uh third, and then Delaware on the fourth of June, New Jersey the tenth and eleventh, and I got uh Denver in uh July and uh New York every Wednesday in June. I'm at the fat black pussycat, and uh, I gotta send this information to my web guy. That's it. And Matt, how about you? And of course, on both on Cameo. This weekend, yeah, we are on Cameo. This weekend, I'm very excited. We got Stephen Lee fighting. I'm going to be in the corner with Longo. I haven't been in the corner with Longo in a minute, in a hot minute. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I got Stephen Lee and uh, Anthony DeLemme and uh, Aljo Sterling, uh, his brother, uh, Kelvin, I believe, is fighting also. So that's going to be fun. We're going to Atlantic City. And when I'm in Atlantic City, I'm really looking forward to catching up with two friends of mine. Now, these guys, two black belts that I came up with. One's Chad LeBrun out of Virginia, and the other is uh, Paul Creighton, who lives in uh, Atlanta, over in Duluth, or Duluth, whatever it is. Now, these guys, man, I took, when I wanted to go to Abu Dhabi and compete in the uh, the trials, we, we rented a, me, those two guys, and Sean Williams, a buddy of mine, another black belt, we rented a car from a party of ours in Manhattan, and we did a road trip from Manhattan to Indiana. And I competed in this thing called hook and shoot, this grappling tournament, eight-man tournament. Only one guy can get a pass to get to win to go to Abu Dhabi. And I did. I submitted three motherfuckers out there. And these guys took a trip with me. And, you know, when you do trips like that and you, and you fight on the same cards as things, you get a bond, Jimmy. A bond! Like you're cutting your little comedy teeth in the cellar with your buddies. And you kind of... Sure. You know what I mean? So these guys, I'm looking forward to seeing my buddies, Paul and Chad, this weekend. We're going to catch up. One of them's got a, a guy fighting. So I'm going to catch up with those two. That's all I want to say, Jimmy. That's great, buddy. All you right. Know? I'll hey, talk man. to you over the weekend when we're watching the fights. Damn right. I'll be texting let you. Me, let me promote these properly here. Hold on. I just, I closed the window again because I'm a stupid asshole. I want to keep um, this job. I like this job. Please yeah, do. it's uh, May the 21st, of course, this Saturday on the, wait, today, it is this Saturday. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. I lose the date. Uh, at the Apex, it's 4 p.m. Eastern time are the prelims on ESPN+. Plus, and the main, of course, starts at 7 o'clock. I love the early fights. Uh, ESPN+. Plus. It's uh, home against uh, Ketlin Vieira. Holly against Catlin and uh, Ponzinibbio Pereira is the uh, co-main. And um, all right, buddy, I'll talk to you this weekend. I sure will, Jimmy. Goodbye, everyone. Yeah, bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.